0: I'm Tavid Nasir and this is Leadership Biz Cafe, a podcast that provides insights and tools to help leaders take on the challenges and opportunities found in leading today's workplaces. Leadership Biz Cafe is brought to you by Tavid Nasir Leadership, our leadership firm that offers keynotes and corporate trainings in both virtual and in-person settings that will help you to improve the way you lead and guide your organization's growth and future successes. To find out how we can help you today with your leadership challenges and discover your untapped opportunities, visit our website at taverndesir.com. And now, let's head over to the espresso machine as it's time to brew up another Leadership Espresso Shot. I'd like to start this Leadership Espresso Shot by asking you a question. What do your employees and your organization really need from your leadership? It's something I've been reflecting on after observing two troubling trends in the leadership space where leaders are focusing on initiatives to address short-term concerns without a real consideration of the long-term impact this will have on their employees and the organization at large. The first one is the return of this idea that a singular person's vision and efforts are the key to an organization's future success, regardless of whether those they lead and serve collectively understand or even agree with where the leader is leading the organization. I say return because we've seen this narrative being played out several years ago, where an organization's leader was celebrated as a role model for other leaders of how to be a visionary and innovative leader and the key to their organization's success, only for that myth to unravel as the organization's successes began to decline and the long-term impact of their actions sharpened into focus. And the truth is, we all know from personal experience how the ability of a team to achieve success is not due to the efforts of one person but from the ability of different members to work together in pursuit of a shared goal. Also, while an organization's vision originates with its leader, it's only through empowering employees to take ownership of its evolution and development that it truly takes hold and serves to define both what the organization wants to accomplish and how. Consider the example of President Kennedy's vision of sending a man to the moon within a decade. While there's no doubt that Kennedy was responsible for getting the ball rolling, the idea only became a reality because others were willing to adapt and transform his vision into something that had meaning for them as well. If the vision rested solely with Kennedy, scientists and engineers would never have been inspired to design and create the Saturn V rockets that took us to the moon, along with the lunar lander from which we took that symbolic first step. Onto another world. Another troubling trend that's starting to take hold is the idea that leaders don't need to listen to their customers or their employees, but should instead trust their own inner voice to guide them in directing their organization. Over the past several months, there have been countless examples of CEOs and boards making baffling decisions about their organization, all from the vantage point that they know better than anyone of what's in the best interests of those they are supposed to serve. It's only when they began to listen to those who do know best that they were able to realize that a mistake had been made and began to make course corrections to help get their organization back on track. If nothing else, a leader's unwillingness to listen to others ensures not only a lack of understanding of the needs others have, but of what they can do to help address them. So why does this happen? Well, there was a study done which demonstrated that as people move further up the management ladder, the less they feel the need to rely on the input of others. The main reason for this is that in the lower rungs of management, people still felt the need to get the input and perspective of others to make sure their decisions were sound. However, as they moved into higher management circles, they began to trust their own perceptions and personal judgments no doubt because they look back on the ones they made earlier and how well they turned out. Of course, what they're doing is overlooking how the input and contributions of others help them to make those right decisions. The fact is, we all suffer from our own forms of confirmation bias, and assuming that you know what others need from you without getting any direct input from them is not only a recipe for disaster, But it's no doubt the reason why so many reputable organizations are now adrift without any clear sense of direction or purpose. And perhaps this is why we need to be reminded yet again that leadership is not about you, it's about what you can do for others, and how you can't really know what others need from your leadership if you're not being attentive to the needs, concerns, and challenges faced by those you serve. Despite the challenges before us and the uncertainty about what lies ahead, we have to remember that leadership is bigger than any one person, that it's about what leaders foster in others to achieve rather than what they accomplish themselves. After all, the very definition of leadership is creating conditions that compel people to follow you because they want to and not because they have to. And that means leaders need to demonstrate their commitment and drive to not only help others achieve success, but to openly recognize that organizations' accomplishments are the result of a collective effort. In the face of an ongoing debate about the future of work, of whether we can work remotely or whether we need to be under one roof, not to mention the growing focus on AI and the inevitable wave of disruption it will bring forth, it should be apparent to everyone that organizations and their workplaces are facing their own form of climate change, of dealing with changes that will require us to rethink not only the way we go about achieving our goals, but of how we view our roles and functions within our organization. So while we might enjoy sharing stories about a single protagonist who, after enduring almost unimaginable challenges and consequences, savors victory at the end, the time has come for us to recognize that this protagonist exists in all of us. We just need to bring it out into the light so we may do our part to move things forward for our organization, our community, and ultimately for ourselves. And while there can be no doubt that each of us has the ability to make a difference, imagine the impact we'd have if we used our leadership to create conditions that empowers everyone of every race, gender, ethnicity, and so forth to bring their best efforts in working together to achieve a shared goal, and celebrating that effort as an example of what happens when we pool our talents and resources together. That, for me at least, is what leadership is all about, and what my answer is to that question I asked you at the beginning of this episode. So I hope this episode leaves you with some food for thought, not just about how you view your leadership, but more importantly, where you'll intentionally put your focus and efforts as a leader in your organization. And if this episode has you interested in hearing more about my insights on leadership in today's evolving workplaces, I'd like to invite you to connect with me so we can talk about what I can share in a leadership keynote or workshop. Just drop me a line by filling out the contact form at tavernasir.com, where you can also find more information about my work on my speaking and workshop pages, including what other leaders have had to say about attending my past keynotes and workshops. And by the way, if you enjoyed this episode or past episodes of my podcast, I'd appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate and review my show wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Tavin Desir, and you've been listening to Leadership Biz Cafe.